0: Asalaamu Alaikum, listeners. Welcome back to the second half of our show. You're tuned in to Unity FM and you're listening to Kathleen Roach Nagy. Your host on Parenting Hour with me here in the studio is Maria Hoffer, who is CEO of Protective Behaviours. We've been talking a lot of how to use protective behaviours with teenagers and on ourselves, talking about teenagers growing up and the stresses they're under, as well as adults, the stresses that we as adults are under as parents, especially, and to remember that We are their parent and we should be more as their friend. We just, to give that example before the break, that religious example we all know, that teach them for seven, be friends, play with them for seven, teach them for seven and be friends with them for seven. Giving that lovely example that the relationship with your child changes Everything is important, but in their teenage years, you should be more like their friend. And of course, looking at our faith and examples of Prophet Muhammad also, Salam, and how he used to show empathy to children, to young people, to teenagers, listen to them pay attention to them understand them a lot of what we were talking about before the break um maria we were talking about listening and understanding voices and the the voice the tone of the voice what they're saying the messages they're sending and probably being a little bit more empathet- em- empathetic empathetic yes <laughs> would be yes. good for us all to really kind oh, of yes. put ourselves yes. in in their shoes things have changed a lot from the time we were yes. teenagers yes <laughs> Yes,
1: they have. However, I think it is a very difficult expectation for a teenager to put themselves in the shoes of uh, of the adult, of the parent, mm. because their, their brains simply don't work that way. They are very much uh, focused on themselves. They're very egocentric. Mm-hmm. However, they're not so egocentric that they're not also focused on building relationships. That's one of their... Prime mandate, shall we say. One of the things that they are exploring all day, every day, are the relationships they have with their peers around them. They are important to them, they're probably more important than the parents. Uh, really think they are because it's quite often through those relationships that they uh, have a, a sense of esteem and self worth. Mm-hmm. So, if those relationships with their peers are not healthy ones or safe ones, then that they could be damaging to a young person's self esteem, self worth, and self confidence. And that's when a parent needs to be supporting their young person with an understanding. Uh, Or helping their young person to understand that those relationships are not safe relationships. Mm -hmm. Helping them to understand what a safe relationship feels like, one where there is mutual respect. One where uh, individual needs are considered. Mm-hmm. Relationships are, that are inclusive, inclusive of everyone in a group, for example, and they don't isolate or um, ostracise any member of a group. Mm-hmm. So I think these are the uh, conversations that parents can have with their teenagers if they haven't at an earlier stage mm-hmm. to help them understand what relationships Relationships need to be like. I think young people are very focused on trying to work out what the boundaries around relationships are. Uh, And that's a very natural process because in future life, they are going to be uh, working out who perhaps their lifelong partner is going to be, who is the person that they're going to build a family with. So some of the experiences that they're going to be having in those teenage years will help to equip them in that respect. It will help them understand about the the nature of uh friendships that underpin all relationships the the safe language we mentioned this earlier the safe language that is associated with all relationships that are good and healthy and safe
0: Mm -hmm. that's a lot for parents actually to to do as well as parent um, and in a way some parents might think oh that's like a specialist job I don't have the skills for that but actually they do have the skills for this parents are very in tune with their children usually. Yes I Mm. think so Mm -hmm.
1: it's unusual for a parent to not have some understanding or some relationship with their young person Mm -hmm. And it's about finding ways to build those relationships. You talked mm-hmm. about uh, building a friendship. And I think that's a very nice approach because, as you say, in a friendship, you talk very respectfully with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can uh, equally, a, a relationship that is a good friendship, you are usually quite open and honest with your friends as well. Mm-hmm. And that that's the way... Uh, that would be an ideal teenager-parent relationship. Mm-hmm. The caveat, or I suppose the the part that goes with that, mm-hmm. is that that cannot be an ultimate expectation for every parent teenager mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. But that might be something at the back of every parent's mind, that that is the relationship they're working towards. Mm-hmm. Because reality isn't like that, and mm-hmm. young people do close down from adults, including parents, when they're worried about sharing something that they think would be embarrassing or humiliating or uh, upset their parents or they think their parents might think less of them about. So they're less keen to share those kinds of uh, conversations. So I guess alongside that, the more a parent can be, Uh, act like a friend and say I will be open I won't be judgmental Mm -hmm. we will work together to find a solution uh, and it won't affect my uh, relationship with you it won't affect my love for you supporting you is 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 far more important than that
0: that's a lovely approach a lovely conversation to have even with your teenagers, even if there's nothing happening, actually, just reassuring them and and gl- growing together as as you're growing up and increasing their the the young person's self esteem, the the self worth they have on themselves, trying to may help yes. them feel better about yes. themselves.
1: I think the more we can praise young people sure, we, we naturally cha- praise little ones mm-hmm. when a, um, a little child says something for the first time or uh, can speak a sentence or can write a word uh, progresses to school we're praising them all the time mm-hmm. and then gradually that praise tends to diminish mm. and we're uh, uh, as parents quite often ready to pick up on the things that our young people are not achieving with rather then what they have achieved and for some young people actually getting up and getting out to school independently and arriving at school on time can be quite an achievement. Mm. I think at this stage in life where their body physically Changes the the way that they normally do things. So they might be needing more sleep. They might feel more tired than normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So because they feel more tired than normal, they might feel more anxious about things which in the past haven't worried them. There is also an awareness. They become much more connected with the world as a whole. And a recent study showed how uh, worried and anxious young people were about some of the global issues. That are going on at the moment, probably because from their point of view, they feel quite disempowered. Mm. So they need reassurances from parents about how they can be involved with decision making, not only within the family, but also Uh, in the local community and ultimately on on a national scale when it comes to to voting and being part of the life uh, and the decisions about life that affect them
0: That's great advice getting parents and children involved in in our communities and societies and making changes like this and there's a lot of activities happening actually around in our communities that young people can be involved in and be part Mm -hmm. of and Maybe uh, parents should try and encourage these things. So if they can't come to the parent and I know you often like talking about networks, where can that young yes, person go to? Yes. So it might be some sort of a role model that um, that they know of through uh, or a scouting or through somewhere else. Somebody that's a few years older than them, not quite a parent yet, but have been through university maybe or ha- are working, have had some life experiences, Somewhere, that, somebody they can talk to. Yes, I think parents quite often think that they are the only person
1: that a young person, their their teenager, can have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. But uh, for good resilience and for building confidence and being able to make decisions effectively, mm-hmm. we need young people to be able to interact with lots of other people and lots of other people of a whole variety of age ranges. Even understanding that Uh, grandparents and maybe great-grandparents have quite a lot of experience and wisdom to share and can be helpful at times in in coming up with solutions to problems mm-hmm. sometimes they're the people who have the time to listen mm. and sometimes young people have very good relationships with older generations because of that mm-hmm. space and time and almost that one step removed nature to the conversations
0: that they can have Yes, that is true indeed I you often hear that don't you that grandmother was very helpful mm. there in this situation I can't talk to my mum but I could talk to to her Yes, yeah. yes
1: and I, and it is no there's you know some parents feel that there there is a, a rule that if they can't have a conversation uh, with their young person that it 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 is there is something wrong with their relationship mm-hmm. with that young person but that isn't the case at all mm-hmm. teenagers will choose and we want them to be able to choose uh, the right person to discuss different issues with. So they might go to one person about one thing and another person about something else. Mm. And we want them to be able to use their peers effectively for support mm. because they're the people that they're with most most of the, their day, you know, most of the day. Yeah, and night maybe sometimes as well if yes, they're talking yes. to them
0: on night with yes, chat rooms. Yes,
1: absolutely. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. And mm. and social media, media whether uh, as parents or adults we like it or not it is very much central to the life of young people so we need to be able to equip them with the skills to keep themselves feeling safe Mm -hmm. when they're using social media Mm -hmm. because in the past people went out to visit their friends Mm -hmm. and now we know that a young person might be uh, sitting in their bedroom on their own but in fact they're not on their own they're in touch with you know maybe a whole group of other people and having a conversation so they might physically be in an isolated situation but actually that conversation is going on with lots and lots of people Mm -hmm. and we want those conversations to be safe fun Mm. uh, and life enhancing conversations Mm -hmm. uh, rather than ones which might be affecting their their self-esteem, their confidence might be uh, putting them down, might even be of a grooming nature. So we need to be able to show young people how they can detect that, how they can recognize how they feel in response to uh, conversations that don't feel right Uh, In another words, their early warning signs are suggesting to them that "Mm, this doesn't feel like fun, this doesn't feel safe, I'm Mm going to end this conversation now. And that requires uh, a a young person to know to do that. It requires parents to have those conversations with or and teachers and and other Mm -hmm. people involved with young people, so they know that they do have permission to what we would say protectively interrupt and stop that conversation there and then.
0: Mm, very good points that you're making there and and i'm just thinking myself when you were talking about a young person in a room alone and but they're not and it's so true to today actually i did a live facebook stream and i had people when i was on live just liking and sending messages Mm -hmm. within those few minutes people from all over the world and actually somebody from bosnia messaged in in that time in that few minutes I was live. So you, you think wh- where are people who are, who are listening to you in in that time? And it's the same for teenagers if they they sometimes do these live things or in these different yes. uh, settings yes. on on the internet, and can be talking to anybody from any part of the world.
1: Yes, so very yes, good. Yes, they can. Mm. They can. I think one of the uh, missing pieces of information that young people often miss is that that communication is the same as having a face-to-face conversation. And the way they would talk with someone if they were sitting next to them having a conversation needs to be exactly the same way that they would when they're using social media. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the the quite often the things that are put on social media and the things that people share are are not the things that they would say or do or share if they were in a face-to-face conversation with someone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think young people need to really know that mm-hmm. and be mindful of that. And if somebody is having a conversation with them that wouldn't be the same as
0: a face-to-face one, mm-hmm. then perhaps that's not the conversation to be had. mm And parents, you know, they're not just having these conversations, maybe in the evening time, this could be happening when you're asleep, because we know that teenagers, their sleep patterning is different because of their brain development and the brain is not quite developed yet. The the uh, grey matter in the cortex is still developing and they they're developing their responses and their functioning and their impulses. All of that part is still developing in their brain as well as their sleep patterns are changing and th- that they sleep, they like to sleep more in the daytime and be awake more in the nighttime. So these things might be happening when the parents are fast asleep, everybody else in the house is asleep, and these conversations going on.
1: Yes, so mm-hmm. there is no way that a parent can police what it is their teenager mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. doing or who they're interacting with. All or, or you can do is equip them with the skills and an understanding of relationships to Mm -hmm. help them manage those communications. Mm -hmm. I think it's an interesting facet of teenage life where a lot of teenagers do feel that they are sleep-deprived, that they don't get the sleep that they need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because clearly when they're in education, they have to be there uh, during the the day, and that's Mm -hmm. quite often the time when they want to be asleep, and they're perhaps up all night, uh, even if they're not on social media they they may not be able to sleep and alongside that when somebody is really not uh, hasn't had sufficient sleep they're less able to rationalize and uh, deal with situations so anxiety builds up and stress builds up even more and that can be the time when The teenager says to the parent what's going on for them and the parent perhaps says, oh, that's nothing. Don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. However, for that teenager, that is a significant worry. It isn't a small worry. It's really uh, important to them. Mm -hmm. So parents need to be aware of that, not to minimise what a teenager is saying, but take it on board and help them find a solution. Mm -hmm. Support them in finding a solution to that issue. Even if the solution is, well, maybe you need to get some more sleep and then see how it feels after you've had some sleep. Mm -hmm.
0: How would a parent kind of uh, break that down into little categories or help their teenager to break it down with them into categories of, of problems that may not be so big, but things that then things that are big, and the teenagers only giving them a little snippet, kind of testing them. Um, so they have something they want to tell them, and they're often very clever with testing for us. How do yes. they react to yes, this and are. how they react to that? Yes. So how can a parent help and be tuned into that?
1: I think that that's exactly <laughs> what teenagers do, and that's probably what parents need to be aware of. So the more that they. Um, unconditionally believe their young person then they're giving that young person the message that they will believe them even when they're telling them something quite significant Mm -hmm. when they are acknowledging that their worry is a worry for them it Mm -hmm. might not be a worry that a parent has but when their teenager is saying uh i'm really worried because uh my homework is i haven't completed my homework in time A parent might think, well, you know, that's not such a big issue. Go and ask, you know, with some extra time given, you'd be okay." Mm -hmm. But for that young person, it feels the biggest issue in their life at that moment. And if a parent can acknowledge that, then they are more likely, the teenager is more likely to come to them with other issues. But the more we discount a teenager's feelings and discount their thoughts, the less likely they are to come back.
0: Mm -hmm. Great, so you need to be there for them, leave down what you're doing, pick up on the the little remarks. Yes, I think uh, being able to
1: uh, tune into your teenager is helpful. The reality is we can't always do that all the time. But coming back to that, it might be that... You are aware that uh, perhaps for a mum in the kitchen, cooking a meal, there might be other children around. There's a lot going on and your teenager is hovering. Now, for your teenager, their issue is the most important thing in the world at that (laughs) moment in time. Mm. So the challenge for any parent is to be able to say to themselves, probably, how am I going to cope with this? Because it's quite stressful for me. So, can a parent uh, put down what they're doing and go and give them that time? They will have to make that judgment call, or otherwise, they will say uh, to their teenager, As you can, this is, I can tell you've got something really important to tell me, and we need to have a conversation about that so that I know you can get the best support that you can, uh, or something like that, Mm -hmm. and say, As soon as I have finished doing what I'm doing here I will come in and have a conversation with you, it may be in their bedroom or a quiet part of the house so they have created uh, the opportunity for the conversation to happen at the right time uh, in under the right conditions rather than it all being blurted out uh, when there's madness going on mm-hmm. and perhaps a parent can't actually cope with mm-hmm. that mm-hmm.
0: And that's uh, that's a really good tip. And I know you're giving a lot of good tips and good knowledge there. That may be a time, too, that if the parent's not able to do it, then they might be able to delegate it to somebody else to do it. So it could be if a grandparent is in the house, uh, that is good. Maybe they, they yeah. give it Yes, give they the might do.
1: They might say to the teenager, I'm not able to help you at this moment in time. Who else could help you with this? Yeah. And they might think through or they might say, yes, well, I could go and see such and such and such and such and such. And, and, mm-hmm. and it might well be that the issue for them is so significant that you suspend your rules about all children sitting down to eat the meal at that time because you let them go and sort out and have a conversation with, with the person that mm-hmm. they want to. Mm-hmm. So I think having unwritten rules in the in the family that are so rigid that it pushes your teenager away perhaps need some reconsideration. Mm-hmm. To uh, give them the space and the time that that they
0: need. Yes, and I mean it would not be happening constantly anyway, so it would be no, something it that would that be, be tuned a into. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's helping them. I love the idea of helping them to problem solve. Yes. So you're asking them, what could you do? What what could? And I think that happens to a lot of teenagers that they actually don't think of the long-term solution. Sometimes they come up and they think of something, they do it there and then, impulsive in doing things, but they don't think of the long-term solutions of that. So having the parent around, helping them with that, what would that mean if you did this and what would that mean if you did another way or if you did something else? So they can think through the different options. That's ideal, uh, isn't it?
1: Yeah, looking at all those different Mm. options, thinking which, and thinking ultimately which is going to be the choice Mm-hmm. That helps them uh, to achieve their goal, the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the option which helps them in the long term. And it might not be the easiest option. Mm-hmm. But again, it might be a case of using a scenario, a one step removed approach to show them how that might have worked for someone else.
0: Oh, that's, and we're coming right to the end of the show now, Maria. If if people are listening in and would like to get some more information, I know our teenage programme that we're both developing together. Yes. Uh, inshallah, will be out very soon. We're very busy on that, and we're hoping that uh, by spring half term that we were going to put out that. Pending on funding, we're looking at funding at the moment to see where we can access funding to um, to put it on so parents can attend uh, it, and we'll also have also one for workshops for teenagers as well. But in the meantime, if there's a parent now, listening to this, that's worried, can they yes. go to your website? How can they contact you?
1: Yes if they go to the, our website they'll find our contact details and uh, in, for this year we are launching a new one-to-one referral service mm-hmm. so that could be one-to-one support for them as a parent, mm-hmm. it could be to do one-to-one support with their teenager, mm-hmm. we run a lot of group work so we run a well-being program mm-hmm. uh, which is a nice gentle way into understanding what well-being is, what that feels like and how to change well-being and we have seen amazing results with the the delivery of this program another course which is uh, really suitable for young people and for parents, actually, is a a course called Confident Me, Mm -hmm. which gives people um, an employability and development skills qualification alongside it. But most of all, it equips people with the uh, confidence uh, to be able to make uh, good, life-enhancing, safe decisions.
0: Inshallah. That's wonderful information, and that's what we want. Please, God everybody to make safe decisions yes. to be wise yes. to grow in our wisdom we hope we're all mm-hmm. growing in our wisdom inshallah it was wonderful having you on the show today thank you so much really appreciate you giving thank up you your time thank you for inviting me are welcome indeed and listeners if you are looking for either Maria's email or Approachable Parenting's email address and you can't remember just email the studio at unityfm.net or ring the studio on 0121 772 and they will will take the information from you and pass it on to us also inshallah have a good week listeners i hope this was beneficial for you also um, and that you learned some techniques for yourselves do give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you and inshallah we will catch up with you next week inshallah assalamualaikum